Ta-ta-ta. Gonna turn my volume down slightly. Cause I'm gonna on the mic a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I'm really on top of the microphone. Welcome back to the Cape Swoosh Podcast. My name is Jeremy Doyle. So this wild ride has been a long time coming, and it's time to buckle down. Mad Love, the origin story of the legendary Harley Quinn, as told by Paul Dini and Bruce Timm. Before we take a whack at this tale, I would like to remind everyone that we don't own the rights to Mad Love, Harley Quinn, or any of the Batman the Animated Series stories. We're just crazy fans who have been dying to tell this story. So if you like this episode, please check out the works of Paul Dini and Bruce Timm, or any of the stories featuring Harley Quinn, because you'd be in for a bonkers good time. If you think you'd like to know a little bit more about Harl's inner Puddin', then I would definitely recommend checking out both our previous episode, where Matt and I discussed the clown duo, or the upcoming Ginger Geek podcast episode, where Matt has some thoughts on the nature of loving a dangerous mind. Anyhow... Let's start our story and get to know the lovable psychopaths leading the charge. Hi, my name is Meg Foley, and I'm playing Harley Quinn. My name is Nick Wolf, and I'm playing the Joker. My name is Rob Dickerson, and I'm playing Commissioner James Gordon and the news reporter. I'm Danielle Foreman, and I play Dr. Leland. Hi, I'm Jeremy Doyle, and I'm playing Alfred Pennyworth. My name is Matt Delhauer, and I am Batman! We open in a dentist's office. Commissioner James Gordon sits, reading a magazine, waiting for his appointment. You're next, Commissioner. Swell. He makes his way down the long hallway, grumbling and muttering the entire time. He gets to the last door and enters, his dentist already inside. Have a seat. I'll be right with you. I don't mind saying that I really hate these checkups wasn't part of the required police physical, I probably wouldn't come at all. Oh, come now, Commissioner. What in this miserable world is more beautiful than a nice big pretty smile? The dentist turns, and Gordon sees the face of not the alleged Dr. Laffo, but the Joker, who cackles in his face. You! Gordon springs up to apprehend the Joker, but a canister is shot into the room that explodes into thousands of streamers which entangle the commissioner and tie him to the dentist chair. What? Naughty, naughty! Jump around like that and doctor won't give you a lollipop! You little... Before he can finish his sentence, Harley Quinn drops her smoking gun and pulls out a cotton wad, stuffing it into his mouth. (laughs) Mm-hmm, my, my. Tisk tisk. this doesn't sound good at all. Your diagnosis, Dr. J? Well, I'm afraid everything will have to go. The Joker pulls out an oversized dentist drill, laughing as he slowly brings the whirring tool closer and closer to the commissioner's head. Suddenly, the window shatters, and from the shadows of the night emerges the commissioner's savior, the Dark Knight. You're a little early for your appointment, you know. It was an easy hint, Joker. He tosses a pair of chattering joke shop teeth onto the ground, on which is tied a note reading, To Batman, care of the Gotham City Police Department. Sloppy. Predictable. You're losing your edge. Excuse me, but the teeth were my idea. And so's this! Harley pulls out a hose attached to a gas tank. She sprays gas into Batman's face, incapacitating him. That's a real gasser, huh, Mr. J? I give the punchlines around here, got it? Yes, sir. 
Well, Patsy, it's been a hoot as always, but I really must run. Keep flossing and watch those between meal snacks! <laughs> as Joker and Harley leave, he tosses something into the commissioner's lap. A live grenade. Batman, finally gathering his bearings, manages to grab the grenade, throw it out the window, and shield the commissioner just as it explodes. I really hate these checkups. Mad Love, written by Paul Dini and Bruce Tim. Later, in the cavernous underground home of Gotham's Crusader, the Batmobile pulls in, and Batman immediately makes his way to his master computer, while Alfred Pennyworth stands by, ready with a cup of black coffee. As you're back in one piece, I assume your campaign against the Joker was successful? I stopped him from killing Gordon, if that's what you mean. I wasn't able to nail him, though. He's becoming more slippery than ever, now that he has a playmate. Ah, the ebullient Miss Quinn. In her own way, Alfred, Harley Quinn's as crazy as the Joker. Her playful exterior hides an obsessive and dangerous mind. Tragic, really. Perhaps. But even from the beginning, Harley Quinn was no angel. Batman looks into his files, pulling up the extensive research done on the former Harleen Quinzel. As a teenager, she won a gymnastics scholarship to Gotham State University, but her real goal was a degree from the university's prestigious psychology department. Never mind that she didn't want to get it by studying. I seem to recall that she was going to be one of those annoying pop psychologists with her own line of self-help books and such. Well, needless to say, her plans have changed since then. Meanwhile, in an equally unknown location, the Joker furiously scribbles away, throwing papers left and right and grumbling when a certain Harley Quinn comes dancing in behind him, dressed only in a sheer red nightgown, singing, I feel pretty, oh so pretty. <clears throat> she stands behind him, but he says nothing. She responds by laying herself across his work table. <clears throat> Go away, I'm busy. Aw, come on, Puddin'. Don't you want to rev up your Harley? Vroom, vroom! He responds by pushing her off the table. Now, where was I? Oh, sweetie, I got the whoopee cushion. <sighs> Listen, Cupcake, Daddy's got a lot of work to do and you're not helping. Just like you weren't helping today with that stupid, chattering teeth gag! Hey! You don't like the teeth gag? Forget the teeth gag! No big whoop! I can do better! Oh no, I let you collaborate once and you blew it. Much as I hate to admit it, Batman was right. The setup today was corny. Old hat. I thought it was funny. It's time I capped off this running feud with a real corker. The ultimate humiliation of Batman. Followed by his deliciously delirious death. There's got to be something here I can use. Something really funny. Why don't you just shoot him? Just shoot him? Know this, my sweet. The death of Batman must be nothing less than a masterpiece. The triumph of my sheer comic genius over his ridiculous mask and gadgets. In a rage, the Joker sprays acid from his flower lapel at Harley, who ducks moments before she is sprayed. Instead, he hits a mannequin of Batman, which instantly dissolves. While Harley watches the melting figure, feeling lucky it wasn't her, 
Joker notices something under a pile of crumpled papers. Well, hold the phone. I forgot all about this one. Ah, yes, the death of a hundred smiles. This is perfect. I'll lure Batman to some out-of-the-way place. Then, when he's least expecting it, bang! Spring a hidden trapdoor and drop him into my specially prepared piranha tanks. <laughs> oh, the last thing he'll see is all those beautiful hungry smiles as they rip him to... Oh, wait. Now I remember why I scrapped this plan. Piranhas can't smile! All those darling razor-sharp teeth turned down in a permanent frown. Even my own Joker toxin couldn't get a giggle out of them. Alas, the bitter jest of fate. My greatest death trap shot to Squadu, all because I couldn't make the little guppies smile. Hey, Puddin! I know how to make some smiles. The Joker literally grabs Harley by the nose and starts leading her down the stairs of their hideout and towards the door. He opens it and gives her the figurative and literal boot outside. Don't call me Puddin! when she walked in the doors of Arkham Asylum for the very first time. Not as an inmate, but rather as a doctor. Harleen Quinzel, I'm Joan Leland. Hi, Joan. Call me Harley. Everyone does. I must admit, I was surprised you wanted an intern here at Arkham. Anyone who had gone through med school with your high grades could have ran her ticket anywhere. Yes, well, I've always had this attraction for extreme personalities. They're more exciting, more challenging. And more high profile. You can't deny there's a certain element of glamour to these super criminals. I'll warn you right now, these are hardcore psychotics. They just as soon kill you as they look at you. If you're thinking about cashing in by writing some tell-all book, think again. Harley has only barely been paying attention to Joan's warning when a certain clown prince catches her eye from his cell. The Joker... He's been playing it off, as if he doesn't have a care in the world, until he turns and winks at Dr. Quinzel, who blushes in response. They need a novice like you for breakfast. Understand, Harley? What? Oh, absolutely. Later that day, I found a little surprise waiting in my office. Indeed, as she enters, she sees a single rose sitting in a small vase on her desk. On it is a note. Come down and see me sometime. Signed, Jay. She regards the note, then takes the rose, lifts it to her lips, and inhales its fragrance. The next day, she schedules a private session with the Joker. Care to explain how this got in my office? I put it there. I see. 
I think Dr. Leland and the guards would be interested to know you've been out of your cell. If you were really going to tell them, you already would have. You know, sweets, I like what I've heard about you. Um, really? Anything in particular? Mostly the name. Harley Quinzel. Rework it a bit, and you get Harley Quinn. Like the clown character, Harlequin. I know, I've heard that before. The very spirit of fun and frivolity. You can see how I'd be attracted to it. I guess. Now, if there's nothing else... A name that puts a smile on my face. It makes me feel there's someone here I can relate to. Someone who might like to hear my secrets. You don't say. It took nearly three months of pleading before Dr. Leland finally gave in and let me do a session with the Joker. She told me he was an animal, plain and simple. A fiend to enjoy twisting the minds of those stupid enough to trust him. I was determined not to be taken unaware and studied up on all his jokes, tricks, and gimmicks. Then I went in, ready for anything. You know, my father used to beat me up pretty bad. Anything except that. Every time I got out of line, BAM! Or sometimes I'd just be sitting there doing nothing. POW! Pops tend to favor the grape, you see. There was only one time I ever saw Dad really happy. He took me to the circus when I was seven. I still remember this one clown. Crazy-looking geek with checkered pants, running around the ring with this tiny dog snapping at his heels. Every time, <laughs> every time the geek stopped to kick the pup, zwop, he'd drop his pants and fall on his butt. <laughs> Jeez, I thought my old man would bust a gut laughing. I saw how happy he was, and I decided to make him laugh too. So the next night when Dad staggered home from the bar, there I stood in the doorway, wearing his best Sunday slacks around my ankles. Hiya, Dad, I squeaked. Look at me, zwop! I took a big pratfall and tore the crotch clean out of his pants. <laughs> and then he broke my nose. I still like to think he was aiming for my fanny and mist. At least that's what I told myself when I woke up in the hospital three days later. Three days? But hey, that's the downside of comedy. You're always taking shots from folks who just don't get the joke. Like my dad. Or Batman. I... I have to go. Our time is up. Thanks, Doc. I feel a lot better. Same time next week? Sure. In the weeks ahead, it soon became clear to me that the Joker so often described as a raving, homicidal madman, was nothing more than a tortured soul crying out for love and acceptance. A lost, injured child looking to make the world laugh at his antics. And there, as always, was the self-righteous Batman, determined to make life miserable for my angel. Yes, I admit it, as unprofessional as it sounds, I had fallen in love with my patient. Pretty crazy, huh? Not at all. As a dedicated, career-oriented young woman, you felt the need to abstain from all amusement and fun. It's only natural you'd be attracted to a man who could make you laugh again. I knew you'd understand. Anytime. Then there was that horrible week when he escaped. The poor thing was out on the run, alone and frightened. I was so worried. And then... That horrible night, 
when that fat man brought him home. So many bruises and cuts and broken bones. And his, his smile. He broke my pudding's precious smile. And he didn't even look sorry about it. I held him and I cried and I screamed, How could you do this? But he didn't listen. None of them listened. They just took him away from me and locked him up without even a, How do you do? I had to do something. If no one would help him, I would. But no doctor was going to help him. No, I was going to bring a smile back to his face. And I was going to do it with a bang. Hello? Who's there? You better cover your ears, Mr. J. The Arkham Guards, hearing the explosion, move in full force to try to stop this breakout. But Harley, pulling from her gymnastics experience, her recently stolen bag of tricks, and her newfound determination, makes the escape seem like child's play. As they make it to the getaway car and peel off, the Joker cackles with glee as Harley looks at him with a lover's eye. Back then, it was all such innocent fun. Though I can't deny I did have hopes for the future. A couple of kids, a place all our own, microwave dinners. <sighs> but that dream will never come true as long as there's a Batman around to torment my pudding. <sighs> Wait a minute. An idea dawning on her, she sneaks back into the compound, back to the Joker's desk where he has passed out on top of a pile of crumpled plants. <sighs> Without waking him, she tiptoes over to his pile of plans, looking for one in particular. Finally, laying on the floor, she finds the one she's looking for. The death of a hundred smiles. Hey, Cape Swoosh fam! Have you wondered what being part of these readings live is like? Because I can tell you, it is a damn good time and a barrel of laughs. And this Saturday, you'll have a chance to join in. To celebrate the release of Captain Marvel in theaters, we're going to be doing a live reading of some fantastic Captain Marvel stories at Eastside Mags in Montclair, New Jersey on Saturday, March 2nd at 3 p.m. We're aiming for the stars, and we hope you tag along with us. So swing by Eastside Mags, and let's have some fun. Anyhow, let's jump back into mad love, because the madness is far, far from over. Later in the night, atop the Gotham City Police Department, the bat signal beckons the caped crusader to the rooftop, where he meets with Commissioner Gordon. This was delivered an hour ago. Addressed to you. A cassette tape. From H. You wouldn't happen to have a VHS player? Yeah, we've got one downstairs. Good thing we haven't replaced that thing yet. They play the tape on a TV, and a crude recording of Harley plays on the screen without her mask. If this message reaches Batman... I hope it's not too late for you to help me. I know how unbelievable that sounds, but it's no joke. Mr. J's gone off his nut for real. After you stopped him from killing Gordon, he swore he'd get even. Not just with you, but with the whole city. He's going to wipe out everybody. I've seen the plans, the gas bombs, everything. At rush hour tomorrow morning, Gotham becomes one big grinning ghost. 
Pier 16 at the Port of Gotham tonight at midnight. I'll hand over everything I've got, but only to you. You're the only one who can stop him. Later on, we see Batman hiding away on a roof, observing a woman alone on a pier, with a briefcase and a terrified expression on her face. Jim. Go ahead, Batman. I've been here since 10.30. Enough time to check for hidden traps, henchmen, or any other nasty surprises. So far, nothing. She's here on time, alone, and scared. I'll be in touch. Harley, looking around her nervously, misses the ominous shadow emerge from behind her. You have information for me? (gasps) Sure. Right here, like I said. Open it. You're thinking booby traps, right? Well, I don't blame you, considering. She opens the briefcase, revealing an entire stack of scribbled plans for the destruction of Gotham, Batman, and anyone else in the way. Okay? I want Gordon to see these. If what you say is true, the police will have to... Traitor! From a small boat on the water, the Joker appears, his face covered by his fedora, pulling a Tommy gun from his jacket. No! No one turns stooly on me and lives? <laughs> he opens fire, letting loose his classic laugh as he does. Down! Batman dives on Harley, protecting her from the gunfire. He throws a batarang at the Joker, scoring a direct hit, and knocking his head clean off his shoulders. <laughs> Decoy? In that instant, Harley drives a needle into the back of Batman's neck, and he falls into unconsciousness. Sweet dreams, sucker! The night continues to pass, and as Batman regains consciousness, he finds himself chained upside down from the ceiling, a giant fish tank just below him. Where? I took off the belt and triple-checked the knots. Quinn. Oh! You're awake! Finally. Gee, that knockout drug really kept you under. Plus, you've been upside down for a while. All that blood rushing to your head's gonna make you a little loopy. Yeah, I don't think you'll be getting out of this one anytime soon. The Joker. Where? It's just me, B-Man. No Joker, no gas bombs, no city in peril. Just you, that tank, and me. I want you to know, I went to a lot of trouble to pull this off. Not only did I have to drag your carcass up here myself, but I had to loot every fish collector and aquarium in Gotham to get enough piranhas for this stunt. And I hate fish. Ugh. Then why bother? To show Mr. J I could really pull off one of his gags. It's called The Death of a Hundred Smiles. But Mr. J gave up on it because he couldn't get the piranhas to smile. Then I had the bright idea of hanging the victim. That's you. Upside down! That way, to you, it'll look like they're smiling. Pretty clever, huh? Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I can tell you're less than thrilled. But for what it's worth, this really ain't a personal grudge. You see, I actually enjoyed some of our romps. But the time comes when a gal wants more from life. And now all this gal wants is to settle down with her loving sweetheart. You and the Joker? Right, a Rooney! I've never seen you laugh like that before. I don't like it. Cut it out! You're giving me the creeps! You're a fool. 
The Joker doesn't love anything except himself. Face reality, Quinn. Joker had you pegged for hired help the minute you walked into Arkham. That's not... No! No! He, he told me things, secret things he never told anyone! What did he tell you, Harley? Was it the line about the abusive father, or the one about the alcoholic mom? Of course, the runaway orphan story is particularly moving, too. Gained a lot of sympathy with that one. Stop it! You're making me confused! Oh, what was the line he told his one parole officer? Oh, uh, yes. There was one time I ever saw Dad really happy. He took me to the ice show when I was seven. Circus. He said it was the circus. He's got a million of them, Harley. Like any other comedian, he uses whatever material will work. You're wrong! My pudding does love me! He does! You're the problem! Always in the way! Always coming between us! We'd be happy if it weren't for you! Now you're gonna die and make everything alright! Except he'll never believe you. Wait, what? Sure he will! How's the Joker gonna know I'm really gone? The only thing these fish will leave behind are scraps of bone and cloth. Anyone can fake that. True, you've got my belt, but that's not the same as a body. He'll never buy it, and you won't be able to prove it. Harley is rattled to her core. Hoping to make things right, she does the only thing she can think of and grabs a nearby phone. Meanwhile, the Joker tears through plan after plan, trying to find the perfect one. Boring. Lame. Not funny. Been done to Riddler? Nope! What? Harley, where the heck are you? Uh-huh. Yeah. Batman, eh? You don't say. You have who tied a bear? The Joker, fueled by pure, unadulterated rage, steals a nearby car and rockets to Harley's location, his mind a flurry, with what his fellow rogues gallery would think if they knew it was Harley, not Joker, that killed Batman. Meanwhile, Batman looks on while Harley snakes a garden hose into the aquarium, boasting and bragging. Hell, nerds to you, Mr. Smarty Bats. When I told Mr. J what I was doing, he was so thrilled he could hardly speak. He's on his way here right now to watch you feed the fish. And then, marriage, kids, yelling at the kids, teaching them how to rob people, fooling around his old folks. <laughs> Harley! Oh, hi, Puddin! You're just in time to see the... As she runs in to kiss her Puddin, the Joker smacks her across the face. Hiya, Bats! Excuse me, I'll just be a minute. But, Puddin', I don't understand. Don't you want to finally get rid of Batman? Only if I do it, idiot! Batman is mine! You have no right to interfere with my fun! But, it's still your plan, see? Everything just like you said. Except, I hung the guy upside down so he'd see their little frowns, his little smiles. Now it all works! Except you had to explain it to me! If you have to explain a joke, there is no joke. My jokes are elegant in their simplicity. You see them, you get them, you laugh. End of joke! You should have remembered what I told you a long time ago. Now calm down, Puddin. It's one of the few real truths of comedy. You always take shots from folks who just don't get the joke! The Joker shoves Harley who falls back through the window behind her, plummeting down five stories to the streets below. And don't call me Puddin'. 
Outside, Commissioner Gordon and the Gotham PD pull up, having gotten calls about the Joker being sighted driving through downtown like a maniac. They find Harley, a crumpled heap on the ground. Harvey, call an ambulance. Miss Quinzel, can you hear me? Don't move. Help is coming. My fault. I didn't get the joke. Back on the top floor, the Joker pulls Batman out of the tank and pulls him onto the table, still chained. I really have to apologize for the kid. No style, no respect for propriety. Tell you what, let's just pretend the whole thing never happened and do this some other time, okay? Great. See ya. He pats Batman on the head and walks for the door, but then stops. Then again, this is a rather rare opportunity. What's the old saying? A bat in the hand is worth two in the belfry? Belfry. Ah, potato torpedo. Hey, bats, looks like you're going out on a laugh after all. He points his gun at Batman's head. But as he fires, Batman kicks his legs up, causing Joker to instead shoot the fish tank, letting loose the water and the piranhas inside on top of the Joker. Ow! Ah! Ah! Get off! While he's distracted, Batman, still bound in chain, jumps and twists over to where Harley had hidden his utility belt which he grabs with his teeth, grabbing a lockpick from it and freeing himself from his chains. Joker, still being attacked by piranhas, makes a run for the door. Oh, real funny, Batman! Real friggin' funny! As he runs out the door, Gordon and the Gotham PD have made their way up the stairs, guns drawn. There he is. Joker, instinctually, goes to draw his weapon. Look out, he's going for us! But only finds a piranha. Fish! Bah! Joker throws the piranha at Gordon and runs as Batman comes charging through. Where? The roof! Batman follows Joker onto the roof just as the Joker attempts to jump to another building. He grabs the adjacent guardrail, which breaks, causing him to fall. Batman runs to the edge to see where the Joker has fallen to notice that he has somehow managed to land on the roof of the Gotham Express train which is now speeding away. Major look! <laughs> as the Joker heads deeper into Gotham, the Joker continues to laugh and taunt as Batman disappears from view. Or at least, so he thinks. Joker! For God's sakes, Bats! How the devil do you do that? She almost had me, you know. Arms and legs chained, my belt gone, dizzy from the blood rushing to my head. I had no way out other than convincing her to call you. You know, your massive ego would never allow anyone else the honor of killing me. Though I have to admit, she came a lot closer than you ever did, Puddin'. In a blind rage, the Joker lunges at Batman. They fight, the Joker especially, throwing shots with a fury yet unseen. Thinking he has Batman on the ropes, he draws his knife and goes for the kill. But Batman is never caught off guard in battle and ducks the Joker's sloppy stab before sending the Joker into the air with a fierce uppercut. The Joker is knocked off his feet, off the train, and falls, plummeting into the smokestacks of the passing chemical plant. Oh no! Not again! The Joker vanishes, and Batman looks on as the train carries him into the distance, with the lingering feeling that this war was not, and may never be, over. Days pass. And in the infirmary of Arkham Asylum, a heavily bandaged Harley Quinn is brought to her cell in a wheelchair 
as she listens to the news from a nearby TV. Though a body has not yet been found, it seems extremely unlikely that Gotham's clown prince of crime has survived his latest brush with Batman and the police. Still, he has been notorious for resurfacing when least expected. Never again. No more obsession. No more craziness. No more Joker. I finally see that slime for what he really is. I'll serve my time peacefully, heal myself, and get out of here. I will. As she is left to her cell, Dr. Leland approaches from the other side of the glass wall of her cell. Well, Harley, I hope you've learned your lesson, but probably not. To think you were once so strong, so sure of yourself. So tell me, Harley, how did it feel to be so dependent on a man that you'd give up everything for him and gain nothing in return? It felt like... She pauses, unsure of what to say. When something catches her eye, a single rose, sitting in a small vase on a nearby end table, bearing a simple note. Feel better soon. Jay. It felt like a kiss. The end. Thank you all so much for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, give us a like and a subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. You can also check out some of our awesome full-length work on our YouTube channel or on our website at capeswooshproductions.com. I also want to give a gigantic thank you to Matt, who is a huge help on the podcast, and I absolutely recommend checking out his series, The Ginger Geek Podcast, which you can find on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and his website at gingergeekblogs.com. Blogs, not podcast. Domain names are weird. We'd also appreciate it if you checked out our Patreon, where, for the price of a Dunkin' Donuts breakfast, you can not only check out some fun mini-projects and extras on our Patreon feed, like my ill-at-bills foray into fanfiction, but you can also vote on what projects we should tackle next. I'm thinking a little bit of... some Teenage Titans? Maybe? What will be decided? You'll have to come back next time to find out. We'll check you guys then. <laughs>